No lies. No distortions. Just the facts and the truth about issues that matter. Facts First with Christian Esqueda. Good evening guys, welcome to tonight's episode of Facts First. Ako po si Christian Esguera. As always, maraming maraming salamat po sa inyong patuloy na pagtangkilik sa ating programa. Pasensya na po at nalate po ako ng 2 minutes dahil galing po ako sa isang meeting. Medyo napahaba po yung ating meeting ngayon. So two topics po ang pag-uusapan natin ngayon. Uh, unahin po muna natin itong ito. Medyo maraming po nainis dito sa balitang ito eh, kamakailan. No? So, sa, uh, ayon mismo sa DOH, base po sa impormasyon na lumabas sa Senate uh, Budget Deliberations, uh, higit sa 31 million COVID-19 vaccine na uh, doses daw po yung nasayang. Ang tanong, bakit? Okay? Pag-usapan natin mabuti yan. Makakasama po natin ngayong gabi si Dr. Ron Jean Solante. Kasama po siya dati doon sa DOST Vaccine Expert Panel. Uh, uh, isa rin po siya eksperto pagdating sa infectious diseases. Okay? Dr. Solante, maraming salamat po for joining us on Facts First. Hi, Christian. Good evening. And it's always an honor to be your guest. No? And I know you you are one of those that are highly regarded uh, uh, anchor and uh, media. Ako, salamat po, ano, Dr. Solante. Si Dr. Ronjin kasi suki ko yan, nasa ENC pa ako. Eh, no? Mukhang ano, bagong gupit kaya, bumata. <laughs> Teka mo, nalinawin ko, Dr. Ronjin, ha? wala kang kinalaman dito sa nasayang na vaccine. In-invite ko kayo kasi gusto ko malaman yung perspective ng isa eksperto. Ano ba yung naging trabaho nyo bilang miyembro po nung ano, DOST Vaccine Expert Panel? Well, uh... During the first uh, year of the pandemic, ang task talaga namin, uh, Christian, is we will evaluate all the vaccine application uh, pag nagkakonduct sila ng clinical trial dito sa Philippines. No? And uh, after that, nag-evolve yung function namin. We were part of the vaccine cluster of the government uh, headed by uh, uh, General Carlito Galvez. And the the wider scope of our responsibility then was evaluating the the covid vaccine that will file an emergency use uh, authority no napakalaking trabaho mm-hmm. yon dahil uh, kami yung nag-evaluate kung okay ba tong mga bakuna na to gaano ba ka kompleto ang mga data nila at uh, kung ibibigay ito sa sa mga tao ano ba yung mga importanteng nakikita natin kung hindi ba mga adverse reaction dapat uh, within the limit of what is expected in a clinical trial and and efficacy So yun yung mga yun yung bulk ng trabaho natin hanggang uh, for two years no that was really our uh, our work. Okay. Eh nga ano bang nakita niyo dahilan dito? So kay expert panel na talagang bumusisi doon sa iba't ibang vaccines na inalaw dito sa Pilipinas no. So nga medyo nakaka ano nakakadismaya po yung balita no. Ano ano ba yung nakita niyo dahilan kung bakit uh, higit sa 31 million doses yun na sayang daw. In short hindi na gamit. Well, ang, ang analysis ko dito no, uh, unang-una uh, kung gusto kung uh, ipaliwanag ko lang no kung ano yung yung chronology of the the recommendation no. Uh, nung nag-recommend tayo ng primary vaccine series kasi ang sinabi natin if you want to end the pandemic at bababa ang mga kaso natin, dapat uh, 75 to 80 million of the Filipinos which comprise like 70% no of the total population na uh, natin dapat makatanggap ng dalawang primary vaccine series no mm-hmm. so that was the initial goal so ang nakita ko diyan that procurement was really geared towards the projected number of people na dapat mabakunahan now nagiba ang ihip ng hangin dahil ang akala natin primary vaccine series lang ang kailangan natin nag-evolve ang virus nag-mutate into several mutations dumating itong delta now we were recommending for a booster Uh, dose, no? Kaya nag-angkat na naman tayo ng mga bakuna to supplement and augment na sa with the 75 to 80 million, dapat ganun din yung ganun din yung doses na iangkat natin dahil the same target population na makakuha ng third dose or booster dose, no? Pero hmm. ang nangyari dito, uh, kung titingnan natin ngayon sa population natin target, yung first booster dose, napakababa ng nakikita natin na, na target, no? Uh, let's imagine that, Cristiano. Kung there were 75 million Filipinos who got the primary vaccine series, that uh, that should be the the number of Filipinos that should be getting 
the booster kasi the same lang naman ang ang recommendation natin no so in fact ang ang ano let's say 60 million or 50 million ang mata-target natin getting the first booster titingnan natin ngayon ilan ang nagpabakuna ang naka-receive ng booster it's only around 23 or to 25 million sasabihin natin napakataas ng wastage na, na yan no kung kung ang i-target natin na procure let's say 60 or 70 million Filipinos so i mean The 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 more important point here I think bakit merong wastage bakit merong nasayang at nag-expire ang mga vaccine vaccine it's because konti ang tumatanggap ng first booster tapos nang nag-recommend tayo ng second booster nag-order pa tayo ng medyo konti lang to augment na baka again yung vulnerable population around 30 million mabigyan ng second booster mas lalong mababa ang uptake ng second booster So, ang unang dahilan nito, there, there really was uh, decrease ang ang pagtanggap ng mga bakuna. For one for important reason dito yung 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 bumaba ang mga na hospital, no? Nawala na yung urgency ng mga tao na pag uh, magbakuna, ah, hindi naman pala to severe, mild lang pala tong Omicron. Remember Omicron started in December and until now we have Omicron and from December, January of this year hindi na napupuno ang mga hospital. In fact, ang pinakamataas ng natin was during the middle of February and March and that was only around 70%. But it did not also was not comparable to the Delta which was July, August, September na talagang halos lahat ng mga hospital napupuno. And then after that, wala na. Occupancy rate, less than 50%. Ang mga tao nagiging complacent na. Tapos uh, we had that optional face mask na hindi na kailangang magsuot ng face mask outdoor mas lalong bumaba ang mga compliance uh, mas lalong bumaba ang ang uptake ng bakuna so i think main reason here is because of the decrease in the acceptance of the vaccine because of vaccine complacency pangalawa may mga report din na yung mga storage no uh, especially nung nagka-typhoon uh, may mga storage area na Uh, sa mga provinces na may mga wastage din na nakikita natin. Nako, eh, pero even then ano, 'di ba? So, we can understand yung vaccine complacency dahil nandoon din siguro yung fatigue on the part of the people para inisip na na eh ano na, been there than that, no? 'Di ba may ganung mentality iba kung magka-COVID, magka-COVID tapos nagkaroon pa ng mentality before na hindi Omicron ano yan, lahat magkakaroon naman most likely, 'di ba? Sabi nila, tapos kaya naman daw ano yan, uh, yung malampasan. Na mali pa rin na pag-iisip, no? Pero nagkulang ba doon sa ano sa public information campaign doc sa tingin niyo? Kasi trabaho pa rin yun ng estado kahit papaano, 'di ba? To 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 encourage them uh, to get the the second uh, the, the first booster shot and the second booster shot. Yeah, yes, correct no. Napakaimportante ang trabaho yan sa sa Department of Health at sa buong mga uh, not only with the Department of Health no. So in fact uh, kasama din yan sa nung inapprove natin yang EUA na yan na uh, Part of that is really increasing the awareness and information that vaccines are important, vaccines is safe. So, Alamo uh, uh, Christian, I think uh, not in the ground in terms of the information dissemination with the Department of Health, pero uh, working in the hospital, working in the medical societies, uh, sa tingin namin, we also did our work in terms of the advocacy, in terms of the information, and dami na nating mga town hall meetings. I just don't know if these town hall meetings have impacted in terms of yung information talagang nakarating ba doon sa community because we've heard also ang dami rin talagang uh, ang, ang tawag nito mga uh, hesitant sa, sa bakuna because of nakikita nila sa social media na uh, yung mga adverse reaction itong mga na, na, causing causing uh, pamamaga sa heart no uh, nagdudugo ang utak sa mga ganoon so Uh, uh, maraming factors bakit uh, bumababa ang pagtanggap ng mga bakuna sa 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 community. Yung bang hesitancy na to, uh, Doc, kasi um, correct me if I'm wrong, no? Ang napansin ko rito nung nagko-cover ako during the early part of the pandemic, merong hesitancy pero it was uh, the kind which was different from the vaccine hesitancy that we had been seeing in the West. Dito medyo superstitious pero masunurin yung mga Pilipino, di ba? Uh, marami pa rin nung in-encourage sila mag- magpabakuna, nagpabakuna. Pero nakita niyo ba nag-worsen yung hesitancy na to? At ano yung what changed? 
I think ang ang game changer dito nung nakita ng mga tao kasi alam mo ang ang, ang mga tao no nung nung nakita nila na nagluwag na tapos alam mo gutom no eh ang mga pasyente namin talagang ang pinaprioritize nila sa sinasabi nila wala na kaming panahon diyan gusto namin magtrabaho walang pera ganito uh, kung may mga ano man uh, ito yung priority namin tapos haluan mo pa na alam naman namin dok na nakatanggap na kami ng primary vaccine series ito lang naman yung sinasabi ng gobyerno na, na mandated talaga kasi hindi kami makapagtrabaho hindi kami makapasok sa mga ano namin dahil required kaming bakuna hindi kami makapasok sa mall dahil ganun pero itong booster dok mukhang it, it's something na mukhang uh, uh, it, for them it will not be priority kasi nga nakakalagobas na sila pwede na sila magtrabaho so i think uh, That's the game changer nung nakita nila na kumonte ang mga na-admit, kadalasan mild na lang ang infection. And I think ipaghambing ko yan, uh, uh, Christian, no, sa influenza. The influenza vaccine uptake in the Philippines is one of the lowest. No? We don't usually, ang nakikita namin dito, less than 10% of the vulnerable population. Mm-hmm. Bakit? Kasi ang akala nilang influenza, ubosipon lang. And I think that's also the same mentality with with most of the Filipinos na pag mild lang, eh bakit natin kailangan ang bakuna? Ako. Eh di ito, uh, let's take this opportunity, Doc, to tell them how how urgent the the situation is, how serious the situation is. Kasi, syempre, yeah. understandably, nandun yung fatigue, eh, no? para bang, ano na, uh, we have to learn to live with COVID. Pero bakit importante pa rin po na magpabakuna? Especially yeah. as uh, first at second booster doses. Yes, uh, ang ang sasabihin ko lang dito no. Because of the emergence of the variants of concern, uh, ngayong araw lang nag-report ang 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 Philippine Genome Center, Christian, pumasok sana sa atin ang BQ.1 or uh, which is the variant of concern that is uh, predicted by most countries that will now uh, overlap the B4 and the B5. And in fact, in, in, in the U.S., it's now the, the most dominant variant of concern dahil itong variant na to, itong BQ.1, is highly evasive sa mga bakuna. So, mas, mas, uh, mas, ano to, mas madali tayong madapuan itong mga infection na to. And bakit tayo magpabakuna? Because as long as hindi kompleto ang boosted population natin, this variant of concern, magmimutate at magmimutate yan and we cannot really prevent that no so that's why most countries despite this the the fact na bumaba ang kaso uh, very strong pa rin ang focusing na dapat magpabakuna but what happened even with the bivalent titingnan mo Australia Singapore Japan ang baba pa rin ang uptake ng mga booster population and i think it has something to do na parang kaya naman nating mabuhay maski magkasakit tayo as long as hindi tayo magka-severe infection. So again, that that should not be our mentality. This infection, this COVID virus because of the mutation, ang matatamaan nitong kawawa yung mga vulnerable population. So which means ang vulnerable population natin na vaccination rate is really low. Kung gusto nating maprotektahan against severe infection, we have to take this vaccine and this is the opportunity. Mababa ang mga kaso then we need to, de- to take the vaccine to prepare for a possible surge early January, early February. Kasi talagang ang Christmas natin, hindi na natin mapipigilan. Parang normal na to na Christmas uh, season natin. Okay. Ito at, at, rin, ano, doctor, no? parang help us understand. Kasi nung early part ng pandemic, di ba, ang goal was to uh, hit herd immunity. Na-achieve ba natin yun in the case of the primary vaccine series? Tapos... Ano yung nag-i-epekto ng emergence, for example, ng Delta, tapos ng mutations pa na nakita natin later on? Kung baga, baga na-negate ba itong uh, initial herd immunity kung na-achieve natin siya? That's a very important question because when we were targeting herd immunity, it was on the, say, on the premise na ang virus hindi nag-mutate. Kung baga, hmm. matapos lang natin itong 75 million na Filipinos magbakunan nito ng primary series with the original strain, tapos na yan. Wala na tayong problema niyan. Nung lumabas ang alpha, lumabas ang delta, and then lately omicron, wala na tayong pinag-usapan about herd immunity because of the changes in the mutation, nag-iiba ang mikrobyo, totally different COVID virus. E paano natin ma-herd immunity kung nabakunahan natin 75 million? Yung bakuna na primary series, wala nang visa doon because of the original strain, nagbago na, 
ibabalik na naman tayo sa uno na babakunahan natin ang uh, ang population to get the booster and that will be the the foundation of another herd immunity na sana commit natin ang boosted population of 60 to 70 million para hindi natataas ang mga kaso. Doon sa ano, doon sa first booster, doon sa percentage na dapat ma-hit natin to achieve herd immunity in that particular strain, wala pa tayo doon. Malayo tayo, Christian. Only 25 million plus ang nag, na, nabigyan ng uh, first booster. Our target is around 60, maski maka 60 million during the first 100 days of the uh, president. Kaya nag, nag, naglunsad tayo ng mga National Vaccination Day. Hindi, uh, it, was, it was not, uh, it did not, we did not hit the target. Kaya ngayon, bago mag-end ang, ang taon, uh, we, have this, we decided, the Department of Health, na maggawa ulit tayo ng National Vaccination Day on December 5 and 7 because alam natin after that December 5 and 7 talagang wala na magpabakuna because there all of us are already busy preparing for Christmas. Oo nga, iba na yung iba na yung ano iniisip no by that time. Pero nga hindi ba ano against logic naman tsaka dito sa datos yung ano yung decision ng ating pamahalaan to actually make the wearing of face masks outdoors uh, optional. Yes, actually uh, talagang uh, we we were not Uh, in favor of that no but nung tinitingnan natin na uh, ang ibang bansa nakagaya rin ang rate natin ng bakuna ng vaccination rate uh, nag-open na sila and uh, and I think I would say the 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 urgency no to recover from the the economic fall down na nakikita natin with with restriction uh, pumayag na tayo ang ano lang namin na habang nagpaluwag tayo dito sa sa mga health protocol at uh, sana it will just be optional hindi pa natin tinatanggal yung uh, hindi pa natin nilalagyan ng mandatory na pagtanggal ng face mask and in encourage pa rin natin ang mga tao and at the same time uh, pumayag din naman na paigtingin pa rin ang pagbabakuna despite that 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 uh, uh, optional wearing of face mask para at least alam nila na hindi po dahil bumaba ng kaso at magiging complacent tayo uh, nagtatanggal tayo ng mask it's because we want to open up the economy and because at this point in time we still need the vaccine to continue to to be protected against severe uh, covid. Mm-hmm. Doon naman sa binanggit niyo kanina yung, yung tama ba yung pronunciation ko bivalent? Yes, uh, bivalent vaccine. Bivalent, uh, oo. So bivalent vaccine uh, ilan ba yung paparating sa atin? Tsaka gastos po ba ito ng gobyerno? Uh, I I'm not so sure about the, uh, the the quantity no kasi mukhang wala pa silang nabanggit na quantity but it's already under the evaluation and uh, uh, hinihintay na lang ang FDA evaluation nito and of course since we are still under the state of calamity uh, ang implementation nito will be an EUA uh, approval and when you have an EUA lahat uh, will still be coming from the budget of the government Mm-hmm. So di- dito, how important is it for uh, for us to actually get these doses? Napaka-importante sa bivalent vaccine dahil uh, this is the vaccine na specific siya sa Omicron. No? And nakita naman natin since December until today, lahat itong mga sub-lineages, no? yung mga anak ng, ng Omicron, Uh, galing from the parent uh, Omicron uh, variant of concern. So, uh, getting the Omicron, specific, Omicron variant specific vaccine, mas mataas ang protection nito kumpara doon sa monovalent because hinihalo mo na dito yung Omicron variant na uh, antibody plus yung original strain na antibody. That's why it's called bivalent. No? So, dalawang, mm-hmm. dalawang strain ang, ang included dito. Finally, Doc, pwede ba tumalon? Kunwari, Meron na, natapos na yung isang tao ng ano primary vaccine series tapos nag first booster siya pero hindi siya nag second booster tumalon siya rito sa bivalent uh, vaccine pwede po ba yan Yes yes that can be uh, that can be a, a vaccine for those who received the first booster and for those who received the the second booster So hindi in, kumbaga hindi prerequisite yung ano uh, first two booster shots after the primary vaccine series to get the bivalent Yes, ang prerequisite lang nito, kung hindi ka pa bakunado, hindi ka makatanggap ng bivalent. Dapat dadaan ka pa rin sa primary vaccine series. Yung kauna-unahan? Kauna-unahan, yes. Oh, yung monovalent. Ba- bakit, bakit po ganun? 
because this this vaccine is uh, ang data kasi natin dito is uh, this was given among those who already received the primary vaccine series na pag mm. pag binibigyan ka ng primary vaccine series at idagdag mo itong bivalent ganun kaganda ang protection mo so wala tayong data na siya lang yung mag-isa na walang primary vaccine series Ah, so hindi siya na hindi siya part ng protocol na hindi ka pa nabakunahan ever since uh, for vo- COVID-19 tas dediretso ka sa ano bivalent yeah. vaccine walang walang, walang ganang datos. Uh-huh. Okay. O sige, uh, Dr. Ronjin Sal- Salante, maraming salamat po for joining us. Sana hindi ka na nabago no nagtatagalog tayo dito. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nanibago ako. <laughs> Mas kaya nakausap natin dito yung mas nakararami ano. Minsan ang dami yeah. ng Tagalog ko eh. Okay. Oh, marunong ka pala magtagalog ha. Nagpapanggap lang po. <laughs> ano tayo sige. tagalog talaga tayo. Sige po din. Uh, so, sige po doctor. Maraming salamat po for joining us tonight. Thank you po. Okay, so importante po yung pinag-usapan natin na yan, no? tungkol po sa issue ng bakuna. Alam ko nakakainis talaga no dahil sa daming ano, dahil sa dami ng nasayang na nabakuna. Siyempre may kasalanan din dyan yung mga nasa gobyerno, no? Pero nandun din po yung, ano, yung accountability tsaka siguro yung issue dun sa mga tao na ayaw naman magpabakuna na, no? So, siguro, while we exact accountability from from those in government for for the waste stage, encourage din natin yung mga kakilala natin na talaga magpabakuna pa, no? Tapos, naintindihan natin na marami na rito yung complacent dahil ang tagal-tagal na nitong COVID tapos siguro inisip nila, eh, kaya naman natin masurvive yan, eh. Isipin po natin yung mga nandun sa vulnerable sector, no? yung pagtinamaan ng COVID, malaking chance na talagang mapasama sila o mayari. Okay? So let's do our part. Dito sa second part natin, ito, meron tayong in-invite na talagang. Ito, gustong-gusto ko itong guest na rin ito. No? Yung kanina, favorite ko rin yung si Dr. Ronjin Solante na nasa ANC pa ako. Pinag-uusapan namin yung issues ng COVID at infectious diseases. Ito naman yung uh, next guest natin. Kakausapin natin siya in the context of a seeming shift in the uh, perspective of one of those who actually implemented the brutal drug war of President Rodrigo Duterte. I'm talking, I'm talking about Senator Bato de la Rosa kasi recently, parang sinasabi niya, acknowledge na ano, ang drug problem is not uh, solely a law enforcement issue, but instead, it's a public health issue. Ang tanong, bakit ngayon lang, no? Actually may ginawa po ako sa ano, may, may ginawa po ako commentary diyan para sa Vera Files. Lalabas siya in the coming days. Tinapos ko kanina. Okay? I'd like to welcome to our program si Attorney Bok Labastilla. Okay? Dati po siyang tagapamuno nung uh, Kalookan Anti-Drug Abuse Office. Tama po ba? Pero ngayon si Attorney Labastilla, kaya po ay head ng isang NGO. Ano po yung pangalan ng NGO niyo? Um Na-invite ako din sa Asian Society of Community Rehab uh, Practitioners. So, Ayun, Asian Society of uh, community, community Rehabilitation Practitioners. Ang expertise po ni Attorney uh, Bok, ang, ang advocacy po niya, yung community-based rehabilitation na, na mga drug users. Okay? Pag-usapan muna natin, ano, uh, Attorney, yung... Ano, yung Inga, yung yung sinabi recently ni ano ni Senator Bato de la Rosa kasi nung PNP chief siya, siya yung implementer ng drug war ni President Duterte early on, okay? Nagulat ba kayo na parang bigla ang perspective niya ngayon? It's a public health issue. It's a health concern. Eh samantalang dati ang perspective nila, the law enforcement, di ba? Um hindi naman nagulat kasi I think sinundan namin yung dun sa network namin, uh, sa harm reduction. At actually, nilibago ko sa'yo, Christian, uh, yung Tagalog na. <laughs> <laughs> Pakilakas na lang ng konti yung boses, sir, uh, para, para yeah, madinig yeah. ng mga nanonood at nakikinig sa atin. Okay. Ano ba? So, klaro ba? Ibalik ba natin sa Inglisan? Para ano? Hindi, hindi. Wag, wag. So, yun nga, yung so, first... So, ikaw si attorney book dati. Eh. Oh, sige. Go, 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 go. Yung first, ano natin. Um, first year yata ni Senator uh, De La Rosa, nag, nag-hain na siya ng bill sa, sa Senate. Eh. Um, I think that was... So, 20... I don't know, anong year, anong year sa siya kayo. But more or less... 2019, 2019. 2019, yeah. 
um halos sabay ito nung uh, remember we we we, we talked before kasi nung nung naging ano si uh, si BP in the XBP uh, Lenny yeah. na, na invite niya dun sa mag-coach na Ika so halos kasabay ito kasi diba at that time the product of of that uh, um yung yung short short engagement uh niya dun. um the product was yung <clears throat> a series of bills that that we mm. that we presented to congress we had several um, proponents and we we were actually surprised that even at as early as that time take up na ni senator bato yung one of the one of our bills so it was not decrim but it was more like uh, arm reduction setting up cbdr sites uh, making um cadaws uh, mandatory sa mga lgu so mm. along those types so Malay-lay yung usaping uh, decrim. So it was a, a pipe dream. Pero more or less nakausap ko yung mga uh, people who are uh, you know helping him craft bills. Parang natuloy-tuloy talaga yung interest niya. Especially nung di ba na blacklist siya dun sa ano? Magnitsky? Ayon sa Magnitsky. Global Magnitsky. Magnitsky. Yeah, hindi na masyado na ano. I watched your interview with uh, Professor Tony about that. And that was a, a real con- cause of concern until now, no? Yung, because he's still a uh, he's still a defendant in the uh, ICC cases, right? Uh, that, that that is that is uh, that are still going on. No? Him and, and and a lot of other personalities. Attorney request, so, attorney request lang naman na nood sa atin lapik kay na konti sa mic para ano? Ganda na siya nasabi okay. niya yan. Yan okay. Ayan yan yan. Yan 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 yan. All right. Yeah, nalulungkot so, si Jonathan Trinidad eh. Hindi <laughs> kayo masyadong madinig eh. Yeah. So, ito yung context eh. Yung, yung context nito is um, maybe parang di ba sa, sa basketball to eh. Parang he, he tried to make up for uh, for past sins. Because he was not just the he was not just uh, an architect with the drug war but he was yeah, he was the main architect. No? Siya, yung, siya yung birdugo ni dating presidente uh, Duterte. So, um, this is what what we what we see as a as a series of makeup moves. So, but uh, coming from the practical um, result of of itong, uh, um, development nato, it it of course a of course welcome. No? So I, I echo the the sentiments of the comment that the uh, si Dean Chell just now, but. We, we should not of course uh, forget yung ano yung um, what happened no there has to be a uh, has to be an assessment na ano ba nangyari doon bakit biglang tatalon tayo sa sa decrement kasi suddenly everything is uh, uh, you know everything looks like roses diba? so mm-hmm. dapat and and then when we say decrement parang ang, ang laking talon yan eh Kaya lang, ba- baka hindi naintindihan ng iba, no? Decriminalization yung sinasabi ng attorney yes. book, no? Decriminalization. Kasi yun ang isa sa mga sinusulong ni, ano, ni uh, Senator Bato. Actually, sinusuportahan mm-hmm. din ni, ano, ni uh, Senator Robin Hood Padilla, no? Decriminalization of drug use, tama ba? In yes. the context of uh, congested prisons. Kasi yes. napupuno na raw, okay? Yes. Yes. So, actually, when, when you say decriminalization um, in the in the global context iba-ibang uri depende sa droga yan it's widely widely accepted na pwede mong i-decrim yung um, let's say cannabis medical marijuana medical, medical cannabis even recreational marijuana diba that, that's what's going on even in, in Thailand now diba so um, but when you but when you analyze the, the the context of the uh, prison system sa Pilipinas. Ilan ba talaga nakakulong diyan because of uh, possession or use of marijuana? Maybe less than 5%, no? And the, the whole the the the, the rest the, the big majority are there because of shabu. So when you, when you talk decrim, do you, do you want to talk to decriminalize uh, uh, methamphetamine? Of course this is ano to, um, we have to be honest about about our intentions. No, baka biglang sabi mo na decrim to swing oops hindi pala pwede kasi shabu pala to because uh, whether we like it or not there's a even among law enforcers malaki yung ano nila malaki yung differentiation nila mm-hmm. between uh, between these two types of drugs one is a downer one is an upper 
so but again these these are very welcome um developments you know from 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 where we're uh, sitting because it it leads into the it leads into the humanization of the of the of the drug war or you know of the, yeah, of the yeah. whole of the whole experience Yeah, yeah, attorney Bok, anong sa tingin niyo nagbago? Kasi ito, para lang maintindihan ng mga nanonood sa atin na mas mabuti, no? Ang naging approach kasi ng previous administration sa drug problem, law enforcement, di ba? Sinabi ni President Duterte, pagpapatayin niya mga addict na yan, talagang focus law enforcement. Although to be fair sa kanya, no? Quietly behind the scenes, meron din namang ginagawang rehabilitation, di ba? Tsaka prevention. Kasi nakasulat naman yan eh. Di ba? Sa policy paper ng, ano, ng gobyerno. Pero, bakit para ang hirap ipaintindi doon sa mga nasa gobyerno nung panahon na yun, including President Duterte, na hindi uubra kung ang approach mo, kill, kill, kill. That you have to understand that the drug problem is a health issue. Alam po ba yung pinagkaiba? Pag sinabing health issue yung drug problem. Well, I don't even subscribe to it being a solely a health issue. No, that's just another ano eh, um, sort of side step yan eh. Um, it's, 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 it's more than that. No? It's, it could be a lifestyle issue, it could be a, it could be a social issue. Although the health is right now, parang yan yung naging um, comfortable word hmm. um, to which we can dump all these uh, social, political, uh, psychological. Parang all-encompassing term siya. All-encompassing. Parang okay, tawagin na natin health para Uh, you know, coming from from that, but I think what the the sea change, um, of course, came with the election of this uh, of the of the new uh, administration, so, because uh, there's n- even I remember during that time that the inflection we were looking at inflection points of the kung kung magka Google Trends tayo, tanging pinakamalaking um up uptick do sa usaping uh, droga. I think that was a time when uh, President Duterte himself, um, you know, um, hinted that the that the that the that the incoming president was the the leader at that time was um, was was a was himself a drug user. No? So, parang that that was the nanyendig yung ano don. In fact, na na nahati yung buong yung yung makampo, no? Na parang teka muna, do do we want? Um, so that was the the immediate. It became a campaign issue. It became the. Um, so I'm just you know I'm just seeing it from from the experience that I, I went through. So, parang and then suddenly nagbago ng tingin. Nakano ba nang yare dante, iba? Because yeah. even even 2016 palang meron ng meron ng movement within the Department of Health. Eh, na, na, you know the 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 personal understand, understanding of the drug. Problem was was really um you know was 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 misplaced on the wrong evidence. If you consider that um you know, I keep saying this that more than 90% percent are, are really low level drug users. Tama. Okay, oh. so, so they need to be somewhere else. Hindi sila pwedeng ilay. Naso malin batas. Malin yung batas eh. Kaso sa batas wala namang differentiation between low level saka high level drug users. You're just a drug user, iba. First time mo makita gawamit, then rehab ka. Uh-huh. possession ka kulong ka so we needed that that was the the basic um, principle um, behind all this even the CBDR that we set up because yeah. until now meron pa ring a lot of the um, agencies and government are still not accepting that that scientific fact diba ulitin Hindi natin, natin ano attorney uh, ulitin okay. natin yan ah ang ganda-ganda ng punto actually sa inyo ko natutunan yan eh the first time uh, i interviewed you yung sinasabi nyo na sa lahat ng mga drug users, 5% lang dyan, yung talagang kailangan mong dalhin sa drug rehabilitation centers, yung kung saan yung talagang iiwan mo yung trabaho mo o yung pag-aaral mo. Ito yung mga talagang lulong sa droga, no? Yung mm-hmm. mga serious cases, tama ba? Mm-hmm. But the rest, pwede siyang, uh, you can deal with those uh, situations using community-based drug rehabilitation. Tama ba? Yes. Yes. Kumbaga, pwede silang magpatuloy sa trabaho, sa pag-aaral, kung anong ginagawa nila. At the same time, merong ongoing rehabilitation na nakabase sa community. Correct. Correct. Inga, ba- bakit, bakit ang tagal bago kumbaga, <laughs> pumasok sa kokote ito ng mga nag- nag-implement ng drug war? Kumbaga, ang tagal-tagal. Hindi ba napaka-simpleng intindihin naman ito? 
it should be pero ang you know how it, how it was you know uh, under president Duterte, it was so hard for him to walk that walk that walk back that that statement you know? uh, that he became very famous for that eh? there are five million drug users and we need to kill all of them you know? we, we never had a chance to walk that statement back and in fact that the whole government apparatus that became a, a, a policy you know kahit yung ano eh, kahit yung screening um, seminars pati yung sa, sa DOH you know, they had to scale it down for a while kasi they knew that it was directly against that that, that, that public policy so um so now parang ngayon pa lang naglalabasan oh ito, ito palaga tama ito palaga but our, our data show, shows that now we uh, i have i have the I dug up the data 2021. Um, in Kaloakan, we screened like more than 8,000 out of that year, 5,000 yung empty bargain. And the numbers, uh, no, the, the numbers uh, prove the, 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 prove the theory. No? In fact, it was less than, less than 5%. Yung mga of course, the, the, the screening was, was not that perfect. We, we, we keep uh, improving on the screening method. But we need that. Eh. We need the. We need to screen. We need to assess properly, right? Before, before COVID happened. When COVID happened, mm-hmm. suddenly, may testing na, mayroon ng antigen, mayroon ng, uh, classing testing. Just so people can tell, oh, ano ka? Assure ka talaga may COVID ka, or severe ka ba, or mild. So, oh. th- that whole conversation should have been also applied to the to, to the drug users. So that, sa, sa atin walang ganon. So kunwari, na, nahulihan ka na gumagamit, uh, walang screening kung gano'n ka-serious o severe? Only when you pre-bargain now. Kung nasa kuluwang ka, mag-pre-bargain ka muna para bago ka ma-screen. Diba? Ah, Wala hindi siya matter of, hindi siya mandato. Hindi siya mandato. Kung baga pag nahulihan ka, nagumaga, nahuli ka, ah, so oh. diretso ka sa ano, rehab? Or oh, kulong? Test na, positive or negative kulong, di ba? So, so in, no, a way, hindi, in a way, hindi ba tama yung, ano rin, yung push ni Senator Bato to decriminalize? Tapos kung gagawin nung very specific. Yes. Okay yun. Um, decriminalization carries with it a lot of uh, other questions. Diba? Um, what drugs to decriminalize? Um, how do you... And if you decriminalize, um, they say, what's the threshold amount? That, that you can of possession that you can decriminalize um mm-hmm. and what the you know maybe those, those two questions and um what's the reason behind the behind your possession for instance or use of the drugs right? because mm-hmm. using will not be uh, uh, will still not be decriminalized uh, possession i think it should be used so if you use what's the threshold amount mahababang usapin to kasi diba um, depende sa capacity ng person ng every user yan eh. And if mm-hmm. he's if he's um, storing what what if he's growing marijuana in his backyard for instance, or if you're going to decriminalize methamphetamine, what amounts, what what processes are allowed? Are you allowed to import? Are you allowed to? Mm-hmm. So, maraming ano yan. You can just okay yan. Itapon mo yung word na yan ah. Ilabas mo na yan, decriminalization. Just to make people happy, just to make the judges happy. Because yung judges talaga na problema rito sa jail congestion. Mababawasan yung trabaho nila. Hindi <laughs> <laughs> yung trabaho, o diba? Yung, uh, I, I listened to the whole episode. Pero, uh, pero attorney book, nakakabuisit dito sa totoo lang, no? Biglang magkakaroon ng change of perspective after magpapatay. Yung yeah, after mapatay ang sangkatutak na tao, diba? Yun, yun. Sorry, ah, ang, ang term ko is after mapatay ang sangkatutak na tao. Ako, wag na tayo mag-debate sa sinasabing bilang ng mga human rights advocates at saka ng official government records. No? Kasi official government records talagang at least 6,000 eh. Ang napatay dahil daw nanlaban. Anong tinatanong ko yung mga nasa Duterte administration before during live interviews, tinatanong ko, do you honestly believe na lahat yan nanlaban? Mm-hmm. Ang lagi nila binabanggit presumption of regularity. Then later on, mm-hmm. we found na, di ba, may mga pag-aaral dyan sina... Dr. Raquel Fortune, yung forensic pathologist, no? talaga napaka-questionable ibang circumstances. So kahit marami rin ng laban, marami rin po yung ano, yung talaga alam yung pinatay ng walang kalaban-laban. Hindi yeah. nabigyan ng pagkakataon ng due process. Tapos ngayon, biglang ganito, magkakaroon ng change ng perspective. 
Yun ang medyo yun. nakakaano lang. Yun. I think hindi pwedeng ano eh, 'di ba? Hindi pwedeng ganoon ka kabilis yung talon, 'di ba? Mag ano mag-recording muna tayo. And then coming from from you the, the main architect, 'di ba? Parang tatanggap ko pa si Robin Hood eh, 'di ba? Para kasi iba from from his uh, persona, public persona at least. You know that he's a you know, he's a um he's a fun loving guy. So he he could be he could be a champion of this one. In fact, um people from the medical cannabis uh, groups uh, approach him they have continuing uh, conversations with him diba? so yeah and even your point now presumption of regularity that doesn't apply to killings that that will only apply to paperwork that's the ano eh um that's a totally wrong defense about about that thing so um we need more conviction we need more uh, convictions in in court of, of people yung behind the 6000 i mean so far i think ilan ba natatrack mo i think less than 10 have mm. been convicted of the diba and th- that's why the the, uh, the international criminal court cases are 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 going on so and and jumping forward what if um decriminalization in most countries normally leads to um legalization of at least certain types of drugs medical cannabis for instance mm. and um ang mas masakit dito question is kung ang makikinabang sa sa development na to ay yung mismong mismong mga katropa din nila di ba sabihin because look at Thailand look at the how much um, the economy of Thailand has improved when when it started opening up its um its tourism and now it's um it's uh its tourism has boosted because of uh, because of the their openness to now to, to marijuana, right? So, makita yung may, may computation na yan. Nakaabang na yung mga negosyante na kasama nila, yung mga proponents ito, I, I, we, we suspect there's now, there are now farms that are operating, right? And then, maglalabas to, kawa, paano na lang yung mga nabiktima na ng, ng, ng drug? Or wala man na silang, they cannot get anything out of that, out of that commerce. Oh, Right. Oh, so, magkasa tayo dito, di ba? Bigla nagbago yung rules of the game. Oh, wala man lang reckoning, wala accountability doon sa mga nagpapatay, no? Correct, correct. Tapos bigla may malaking negosyong papasok. Mm-hmm. Yun yung masakit talaga. So, you know, we need, we need to face that. Mm. Ano, attorney, paki-explain nga yung, ano, yung importance ng CBDR. Yung, ano, yung, yung ibig sabihin po nung, sa mga nanonood ng CBDR, community-based drug rehabilitation. Kasi I did the number of stories regarding community-based drug rehabilitation. Isa, isa rin po sa mga isinuloy kong story ang na-interview ko ron si Attorney Bok. Eh, no? Ganda-ganda ng programa na yun. Eh, no? Paki-explain, paki-explain nga po briefly how it works. Yes. Um, well, it's basically it's a uh, it's a processing it's a process by which people who are tagged uh, in the watch list can can hope to get out of that list. At in fact, pinakaunang version yan was uh, it was a refuge for for people na tinutugis na ng mga ng mga police, mga lutotokhang, diba? Kasi they were telling them, if you don't go to rehab, mamatay ka. And hmm. then, you know, true enough, you know, people die. Yung pagsinasabihin ka ng gano'n, it, it wasn't a joke. So that was the first iteration of, of uh, community-based drug rehab. Uh, we need to make it appear that it's just as good you know, as uh, as inpatient. Kasi yung it, it, the, the, the clients, the, the patients who are coming to you, wala naman silang problema talaga sa, sa drug use. No? Una, nalagay lang sila dyan, silitaan. If they do have a problem, then it's so much better to if you put the, the treatment near their homes. Mm. Kasi nga, most of their problems anyway involve their family. Diba? Mm. May kakulangan sa pera, Uh, away-away ng mga mag-asawa o kaya ng parents. And that was our experience. Why do we have to... Bakit mo sila kang ikulong away from the people who can help them solve their problems? Because that, that's what uh, inpatient rehab is about. right? So by by setting up a uh, uwian type and then get having us um, you know, um, get to know their, their, their families, of course, it's a pro- it has to be professionally run. Hindi pwedeng sumba-sumba or barangay lang to. You need a a lot of of um, psychological crew, uh, even a psychiatrist to do to do a baseline. 
and you try to scale that you know within the within the budget allowed to us by, by the uh, local government and we we saw that you know people who were who were borderline even iba tal iba don talaga pwedeng pwede na ipasok sa lobby pa yung mga doktor no mas mas gusto namin siya kasi namamonitor namin siya dito so there's mm. that duty of care that uh, that uh, we wanted to to imbue to each community and each uh, oh. each family because nangyari na sa iyan ikaw ang responsible for the betterment of this person kasi hindi mm. sa impersonal so oh. the, the 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 beautiful thing i saw was the, the barangays even in a in a, in a hard place like um, like hambasan barangays in kalookan you know they step up sila they become they became uh, bearers of the duty or duty of care it's just like mental health you know, the moment ba merong nakalagay sa yung you know someone suffered a mental uh, breakdown and they come back from from the institution it he becomes reward right of, of that community so um hindi lang pamilya hindi lang personal yung yung uh, yung salvation of the person but it becomes now a, a community activity so that's why we call it community based that we have the, the key word there is the community the community steps up it's not just the the family it's not just individual because if you leave it to the impersonal care parang diba sa western types eh diba mga ano and then suddenly mag yoga yoga ka okay na pagbalik it doesn't work that way in the philippines Nga, kaya bahay mo, di ba? Oo, uh, yun din yung dahilan kung bakit kakalog-kalog yung ano, mega drug rehabilitation facility oh, sa yeah. Nabaisiha. Kasi oh, nga yeah. parang ang ang, ang galing niya, ang ganda niya optics, di ba? Yung panakot, mm. oh, magpatayo ng napakalaking drug facility, dalhin lahat ng addict diyan, di ba? In reality, hindi naman to ni Senator Baton, no? Kakalog-kalog mm. talaga, no? So mm. less than 50% yung occupancy, tama ba? Tapos uh no, way less than 50%. Oo, sobrang liit, no? Kasi nga, yeah, dadali, no one wanted to work there. Oo, oh, i-approve mo rin sa communities nila, dadali mo sa Nueva Ecija, paano yung trabaho nila, sino magpapakain sa pamilya nila, eh, hindi naman ganun ka serious yung, ano, yung addiction o independent sa ano, no? Sa illegal yeah. na droga. Oh, yeah. y- y- yun yung ano, gusto kong, ano, sana maliwanag sa inyo ngayon, no? Kaya importante yung uh, community-based drug rehabilitation. Pero naalala ko, may isang, yung kauna-ahon ng story na ginawa ko dyan sa Kaluokan, community-based drug rehabilitation din, yung pinapatakbo ng parish, yung Argentinian priest. Si Father Luciano Filioni. Yun, Filioni. Yes, yes. Oo, nakakaawa. Meron siya isang story dun, eh. Para bang early during the drug war, maraming, maraming na-convince siya, no? Talagang magkaroon ng community-based, parish-based drug rehabilitation. Mm-hmm. Yung iba raw doon, sumama kasi, natakot na susunod na sila. Mm-hmm. Yung sa isang kali sa Novaliches daw, sunod-sunod yung tinotokhang, yung pinapatay, yung mm-hmm. riding in tandem pinapatay. So, mm-hmm. isa raw natakot. Mukhang susunod na siya, pinagtatanong na raw siya. So, nag-enroll na. Mm-hmm. Problema after a few weeks or second week into the program, inabutan din, pinatay eh. May mga ganong ano eh. May mga ganong sad stories din talaga eh. Yes. yes. Kasi ang problema rito sa sana maliwanag din sa mga nanonood yung issue ng second chances eh. Wala kang second chance pag pinatay ka na eh. Yes. yes. And not just you. The, the entire future that your genes will bring. No? What if pala yung maging anak ko para will help solve cancer for instance. You know, that's the, that's the prospect that I, um, you know, that, that, that death deprives the whole humanity of it. So that's the whole basis of of of, of the of the of that program. You know, the, the first volunteer I had, yung nagbigay um, ng bonsai free bonsai lessons, ng ng unang Yun yung usapan namin. And he was also a department head uh, And he asked me, why are we doing this? Bakit mo kailang gawin to? And you don't have because I had another job at the time. I was head of HR. And then I said, sabi ko every human life is sacred. That's the only question I asked. Him. I said, yeah, now I get your point. So the, 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 the whole thing is, um, you know, it, if you remove the the, 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 the the commerce and the politics and, and the whole uh, economics about it, that is really all, it, what it's all about. Uh, that's saving human lives. Mm. Teka lang, attorney, sagutin natin to si Eric Art, no? Yeah. Sabi niya, kung pinili mong 
pabuhay, nabuhay ka sa drugs at criminality, you deserve to die because of it. Paano kaya yung mga artista, no? yung mga celebrity na dating addict? Dapat hmm. ba pinatay din sila? Yan ang tanong kay Eric, no? Yeah. Tama ba? Yeah. Di ba meron yata senador dating drug user, no? So dapat ba pinatay yun pag ganun? E paano naging senador? Ibig sabihin may second chance. Hmm. Pwedeng balik ta rin ang buhay for better. No. Ang dami na pala comments. <laughs> Hindi, yun lang gusto ko, ano, kasi ah, yeah. kailangan yung perspective to sinasabi ni Eric, eh. Yeah. Yeah. Kasi ano to, eh, uh, apologist to ni President Duterte. Walang ginawang mali si President Duterte pagdating kay, ano, pagdating kay Eric Arte, no? Yun yung tanong ko, no? So, paano yung mga na-turn around yung buhay nila? Kasi hindi naman lahat na nag-addict talaga strictly by choice. Yung talagang, hindi, gusto ko mag-addict eh. Hmm. Tama ba? Sa pag-aaral nyo? Iba dyan, di ba talagang dinadala ng circumstance eh? Walang trabaho? Yeah. Uh, the, the, you, baka nagising ka sa pamilyang ganun na. Diba? The environment that you grew up in, ganun na. Diba? Both of your, or, or your households are, are using drugs. May ganun kami. That's why umalis sa umalis sa bahay, wala siya ibang matirhan. So, mm. nakitira mo na siya sa kumbento ng pare dito sa bagong baryo. So, pwede pa dito matulog. Bakit? Kasi, hindi tumitigil yung paggamit ng, ng mga kapatid ko. Sabi ko, hindi, ano, yain natin yung kapatid mo rito. Hindi pa siya ready. But, yung, ano, yung deserving to die, I, I, I don't think we, we are in a position to, to say that. We, we don't play God. We, we, don't, we don't say, who deserves to die, who does not deserve to die. And in question to, I have a question to Eric. Ikaw ba, do you not take, pag may sakit ka, bawa, sakit ulo mo, you're also taking drugs. Diba? But those are legal drugs. You take alcohol, you take tobacco. That's also drugs. That's even more pernicious than a lot of the drugs that are in the, that are in the schedules of, uh, of DVD. No? So it's just, it's just a legal framework that says, that tells us which drugs are illegal, which drugs are not. It's just it's the law, no? Pero hmm. I mean, these are all drugs, right? We we just we just need to to understand and agree that some may not be useful for you or fit for you, not because the law says so, but because your body cannot take that kind of drug. Hmm. So personal pa rin yung, ano, yung assessment natin dito. Ito pa eh. Ito pa yung, ito pa yung gusto ko yung punto, attorney Bokeno. O sige. Doon sa drug war ni Duterte, ilan doon yung mahihayaman na napatay? Kakaunti. Siguro by sheer population, di ba? Kasi naman, majority ng populasyon natin mahirap, no? So, paano yung mga negosyante? Bakit parang hindi naman sila tinarget? Yung mga high profile, bakit hindi pinatay? Of course, example lang konti, no? Again, I'm, I'm using this argument not because I, I, I support that approach sa pagpapatayin. Ang pinapakita ko lang dito hypocrisy. No approach. Kasi pag salayo mo, if, if you chose that kind of life, dapat patayin ka. E, ba, e bakit buhay yung, ano, yung mga nakariruwasa sa, sa, sa lipunan natin? Kasi yung privilege nila, that's also the same, the, the, the very thing that protects them. That puts them in a separate place, well protected, compared to those who are also addicted to drugs, but they didn't have the uh, the benefit of protection. Dahil mahirap mm-hmm. eh. Diba? So, totally agree. I agree. Mm, naano lang ako sa mga ganyang pag-iisip, no? So, hindi ko lang kung saan yeah. nanggagaling. <laughs> yeah, we, I think we, we need to expand, no? Our understanding of, of these things. Hindi, hindi pwedeng sunod-sunuran lang tayo dun sa mga binidikta sa atin ng mga, ng mga spin artists yung nasa gobyerno, who, whoever that want to control us. The, the best mm. thing really is to is to read up no uh, listen to podcasts like like this one because it it expands our, our horizon so, um and that that's really i think the best way to improve ourselves mm. pala, finally attorney book may may binabanggit kayo kanito tungkol sa plea bargain no so isa to mm-hmm. sa mga mm-hmm. ano ba to nakakadagdag sa congestion nakakabawa sa congestion ba oh, nakakadagdag yes. yes um laking bawas um so yung data na na din dinigap ko nila um when yung plea bargain kasi um humabol na lang to eh this came na 2017 2018 yung di pa kasagsagan nung may mga kuwota ng arrest di ba other than 
uh, other than the other kind of quota. But definitely there was a quota of arrest among the entire Philippines. So that's the reason mm-hmm. why nag nag double yung yung jail decongestion. Uh, the numbers that binigay ni Raymond in your in your show uh, from three. Sorry, manarag ako. Oh, ang six hundred percent, and that was during that that first year, 2017-2018. We needed to find a way, and that's why the the Supreme Court, sabi niya mag Alam na natin ng plea bargain for minor drug offenders. And that has always been the the push. No? If, if, even before 2002, the yung, yung Dangerous Drugs Act, uh, for almost 20 years, walang, walang plea bargain disallowed. And only when the Supreme Court came out with that decision, Estipone v. Rodrigo, na sinabing, oy, that that provision in the in the law, RA-9165, is illegal. No? It's unconstitutional. And therefore, uh, persons can now apply for plea bargain. Um, unfortunately, hindi klaro yung guidelines no, ng, ng, ng plea bargain. Basta alam nila, um, asahan nyo nilang merong CBDR bawat lugar. O kaya, mm. uh, you can also assume that every LGU is capable, they have doctors who can do drug dependence examination, DDE. And these are the two assumptions that are not always present in all places in the Philippines. No, buti na lang dito sa NCR, marami na train si DOH. What about the rest? You know, I, I, mm-hmm. I mentored because dumami din CBDR because of the USAID uh, program. Um, when, when, when I talk to the place I mentored in, in later, for instance, para mag-DDE sila, magsasabot pa sila ng dalawang oras doon sa isang, isang hospital, who can conduct DDE for them? E, paano yung pag nasakuluan ka, how can you apply for pay bargaining? Oh. Will, the, will the jail warden allow you to travel for two hours? So the operationalization is, is still very much um, one thing. No? Um, dito sa, ano, sa, sa plea bargain. But it's a very welcome um, development. Kasi at sa kalooka na lang, no? um, 5,000 people were able to leave jail as soon after we, we uh, dinabas namin yung drug dependence exam because nila. No? So that's 5,000 people left in jail. Right? But still, napupuno pa rin. No? Um, kasi hindi ako tumitigil sa kakakahuli. Um, I, mm-hmm. I, I really recommend that instead na habunin natin yung decrim, will definitely um, you know, reduce the jail population. Why don't we also focus on plea bargain? Because that's a low-hanging fruit right then and there. No? Uh, enable a lot of your LGUs to conduct uh, screening. You don't have to have DBE. Hindi mo kailangan DBE. Ang dami naman screening tools. Kahit hindi naman doktor magbibigay, pwede naman sana. Kaso fixated sila masyado sa drug dependent examination. When I talked with Raymond, it's like one of the most useless tools around is DD. Pero grabe yung faith ng, ng DOA sa kanya. No? So maybe we should revisit that. There are other, so many so many tools out there that even um, psychologists or even social workers can can do para matulungan natin yung, yung project ng our penal system to from the crime you know it's grabe na yung congestion eh you know no pero malduman na talaga Christian it it's inhuman what they're no. doing Insanity na nga yung congestion na yun, sa totoo. <laughs> okay. Sige, Attorney Bok Labastilla, maraming maraming salamat po for joining us tonight. And sana mas uh, naging maliwanag sa mga nanonood na sa atin yung, ano, yung, yung, yung usapan, no? yung usapin na ito. Attorney Bok, thank you very much. Teka nga pala, baka sabihin, Bok, Bok ba pangalan niya? Hindi po. Si Kini, tama ba si Kini? Si Kini po. Uh, si Kini. Thank you, Bok. Always a pleasure no, to, to, okay. to be with you in this podcast. And uh, I really appreciate what you're doing. Salamat, um, sir. You, know, you, 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 you do a lot of... It's no holds barred and it's really... You, know, uh, you, you hit hard but you, you hit with good facts and evidence. And I, you know, I hope more, more people um, watch your show. You will learn salamat. salamat, sir. Salamat, thank salamat. You. Thank you po. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Ayan. Si Attorney Bok, ano yan, isa yung sa mga paborit natin ang in-interview pagdating dito sa issue ng, ano, ng, ng illegal drugs. Kasi nga, mahirap pag ang kausap natin dyan, yung mga makikitid yung utak. Eh, no? Parang isang isang approach lang yung nakikita. Tapos syempre, sarap pakinggan, diba? yung slogan. No? Kill, 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 kill. Pero does it solve the problem? Hindi. No? 
So that only gives gives rise to more problems. Um, instead of providing um, lasting solutions. Yun po. Okay. So maraming maraming salamat po for joining us tonight. And uh, magkita-kita po tayo sa, ano, sa Monday for another episode of Facts First. Pasensya na, kailangan ko umalis. May attendan akong ano, special event ngayong gabi. Okay. Uh, birthday ng, ano, ng dati kong boss uh, sa, sa ABS-CBN, yung head ng ano ng news department si si Jing Reyes. So retirement and uh, birthday celebration niya. Hahabol po tayo. Okay? So maraming maraming salamat po for joining us tonight on Facts First. Again, thank you po sa patuloy na pagsuporta nyo din sa mga nakikinig sa podcast. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Sana uh, marami po kayo napulot na bagong kaalaman, bagong perspective and useful information dito po sa ating episode ngayong gabi. Maraming maraming salamat po.